Salutations, listeners, and welcome to episode two of How to Read Literature Like a Knight. Today, we will be exploring Acts of Communion with your host, Jade Temple, and co-host, Branson Bunyard. We know that today's topic is Acts of Communion, but what actually is communion? We've all heard of the Last Supper and the communion that is seen in Christianity. You know the ceremonial breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup that symbolizes Jesus' death. But can communion be seen in other contexts? Communion is simply just eating together with one person or many people. So it's not restricted to the religious purpose at all. It can be seen in many other places and contexts. Even dinner with friends or lunch break with a co-worker? Exactly. And it can have so many other meanings as well. We see communion so much more than we realize when reading different works. It could be represented, represented as a large fancy dinner in a castle with a king making toast, or it could be a simple cigarette shared between soldiers in the trenches during war. There's such a large variety, but as readers, we tend to overlook the fact that it is communion. Oh, okay, I see. You also said that these different types of communion can have various meanings. Can you give us an example of another type of communion? Oh, it's very simple. Take the animated movie Lady and the Tramp, for example. The two dogs are sharing communion by eating a plate of spaghetti. The food choice is important because it leads to the dogs eating the same noodle and their lips meet. The movie doesn't have to spell it out that the two dogs will begin a new romance because it is very clear to see. The eating of spaghetti is the communion and it results in a romantic relationship. Oh, I see. Wow, so communion really can be any kind of meal. Even dogs share communion. Right, and their dinner is not a big fancy dinner either. It's literally in an alleyway. But that doesn't even matter in the context. The two characters are sharing an experience, a.k.a. communion. So we could even tie communion to modern-day relationships like dates and such because usually a date consists of some sort of first meal together and how well that meal goes depends on if there will be other dates after that. Yes, sharing a meal with someone is sharing such a personal experience. People only tend to eat around other people they are comfortable with. Like, if I'm going to invite you to come eat with me, I'm saying, hey, I'm with you, I like you. And if you accept my invitation to go eat, then you're saying the same thing to me. You know, I'm choosing to spend this time with you and share this meal. And you can learn a lot about a person, about how they eat and what they eat. We pick out those details about people without even knowing it. Sometimes a meal isn't just about getting to know that other person either. Someone could set up a communion with someone for other reasons. So the question is, what else can result from communions? I'm very intrigued to see the different reasons one decides to share communion with others. What could be the motive, and what can be caused by such a communion? Well, obviously, if you're sharing a meal with someone, then you're going to typically use good table manners, or at least fairly good table manners. I mean, it's not common to see a dinner party to just break out in fistfights. So, if one was to share communion with an enemy, for example, then they're not breaking... Then if... They're breaking bread, it means they're not breaking heads, for the meantime at least. 
A communion between enemies could mean they are trying to mend that relationship for the betterment of both halves, or it could mean something totally opposite. A tribal leader could invite his enemies for lunch and make them think that the feud between them will end only to have them killed after the meal. So it's really up in the air between enemies and authors could lead you to believe one thing and then surprise you with what the actual intention was all along. It is very interesting. I would always enjoy some of those gum commercials on TV where it would show off a person offering a stranger a piece of gum and they would share a little moment together. I guess that could be considered communion too. It absolutely could. We could see the movie Hunger Games. Katniss is sitting out in the rain feeling hopeless. Then Peta sees her and throws her the bread that he burnt instead of throwing it away. It's a very small act of communion, but it proves to be helpful when the two are later chosen to participate in the games. Even though they didn't go on a date or have a previous close relationship, that small moment in the rain created a new relationship between them. You could also look at it as foreshadowing for the games. When Peta helped her when she was at her wits in that day in the rain, it foreshadowed she would in turn help him in the games. That small communion played a big role in the scheme of things, even though it didn't seem so important. Okay, so we've discussed what can result from communion, but can the act of eating communion mean more than just eating food? Is communion actually communion? Can the act of eating represent more than just that meal? It absolutely can. Communion doesn't have to be holy or even decent. Sometimes authors have to use communion to represent ideas that were considered taboo in that time period, like sexual scenes. There was a good long time where intimate scenes in movies and books were very taboo. So if authors thought it was important to portray a sexual scene or moment, they had to think outside of the box and use communion to show that. Yes, the author would include the types of food the characters would eat and details on how they would eat the food because authors couldn't show that kind of content openly. We see an example of this in the movie version of Tom Jones. The director, Tony Richardson, portrayed the intimate scene as a meal and emphasizes how the characters would slurp on drumsticks and mimic sounds one would only hear in the bedroom, thus making communion a useful tool on all levels of literature. So in conclusion of today's topic, we've learned that communion isn't only used for religious purposes and can even mean the polar opposite. Communion is simply the act of eating together, and meals can take place for many different reasons and can have various results. We have communion every day for each meal. So the next time you sit down to share communion with someone, think about what it symbolizes and what could result from it.